0: no idea where this will lead us, but I have a definite feeling it will be a place both wonderful and strange.
1: Welcome to a special mini-sode of the wonderful and strange Twin Peaks LogCast. I'm Khalil, and with me today is the chevron floor to my red curtains.
0: Aha, I get the very fancy thing. You just get plain red curtains. How does that feel, Khalil? They're sparkly. Are Are they? And they're red like blood. Uh, Oh, oh, oh. Uh, I I think that's saying more about you, Khalil, than the curtains themselves. Okay, well, fantastic. Uh, How are you doing, Khalil? I am
1: feeling okay currently Uh,
0: at uh, this time. How are you feeling? uh, I am feeling a little bit deranged, but well. Um, Recently, we had an update the other week because my roommate ended up getting COVID. And after doing a little bit of um, testing around, we just decided that, okay, we're just going to give it a little bit of uh, time before we do jump back into the recordings. And then your roommate got COVID. So it makes it very difficult to get each other inside of the same space at this time, so. Now, thankfully, at the time of this recording, our roommates and both of us are
1: fine. Yes. But just due to the nature of quarantine, uh, we are going to have to extend that hiatus a little bit longer. Our next episode of the podcast will drop in January, but we didn't want to just give, like, a one-minute update and then bye. (laughs) So (laughs) instead, we're going to do a special mini-sode for you guys. Very So, on the menu today is an examination, Mm. a dissection, Mm. uh, an interrogation, (laughs) a roasting over the pits of the professor.
0: Don't put dissection in a meal-like scenario. That is the worst place to put your metaphor. I'm going to put all my thumbs in the soup today because we are... (laughs) Bringing
1: that one back. Uh, We are going to be looking at the professor's expectations, prediction, theories, hopes for the remainder of season two and the original run finale. Because the professor, as some of you who have been longtime uh, listeners would know, has not seen Twin Peaks before. We are currently on episode 21 as of this recording, and he has no clue what's going to happen later outside that the idea that there is a secret diary of Laura Palmer. That there is something called Firewalk with me about Laura Palmer, and that there is a thing called The Return. That's about all he knows, right, Professor? Ah,
0: I do know one more thing. That is, at okay. one point, Cooper will say wonderful and strange.
1: Yes. <laughs> yes. So he's in our intro.
0: To, so every time that I see Cooper, I am thinking you'll survive another episode before you finally make <laughs> it to that line.
1: <laughs> Little does the professor know that's the last line he ever says. <laughs> So let's go ahead and get started, and before we jump into predicting the future, Professor, uh, I'm going to challenge you, okay? Oh, boy. In no more than three sentences, brevity is the soul of wit, a wise <coughs> – a wise person once said. I want you to sum up in no more than three sentences your thoughts – on some aspects of
0: season two, I'm gonna name a thing. You give me no more than three sentences. Make I f- sense? I feel like that situation uh, in Jeopardy, where like all the lights sort of shine down on me at once, and I'm almost afraid that I've used one of my sentences just for that comparison right there. Uh, do you mean who wants to be a millionaire instead uh, that, of Jeopardy? Yeah, that one. <laughs> yeah, that one. <laughs> I do not know music and I do not know game shows. Let's move on. <laughs> so, so, in
1: no particular order, Sum up your thoughts on the Horn family.
0: OK, well, first off, um, only Audrey and Ben exist. And Jerry, by mild extension, I don't know. Is is he? Yeah, he's a horn. He's the he's a male uh, figure that the last name would still be around with. And even though Ben's breakdowns started very intriguing, especially with the scene with the film capture, Perhaps I need to know more about the Civil War, but I am not getting too much out of Confederate Ben, other than tastes of humor. Honestly, I would argue that it kind of hijacked Audrey's involvement from any of the plots, really. Uh, She just kind of involves herself with Bobby that by extension hates her father, and she doesn't really involve herself with Cooper either. It's just, yeah, the Horn family has been hijacked by the Confederacy. I feel like that was more than three sentences, and some of those were run-ons. Um, you,
1: l- I, I could be mistaken here. I'm not the best at counting.
0: Hey, man, uh, I am just not putting periods in my sentences, so it counts.
1: Um, <laughs> okay, taking some creative license here with your idea of a sentence. <clears throat> so you, do you not agree with Jacoby, then, that this is a, a normal, psychologically healthy thing to, you know, that's helping Ben move
0: forward? I'm, it's progress? I'm not a psychologist, and I gotta say, sometimes I just question Jacoby's methods, but... Hey, if, if the plot says that this is going to fix Ben, I hope the best for him. It's just that everything else is taken away. Speaking of things
1: being taken away from other people, the Packards, Martells, Eckert, and Josie. Three sentences or less.
0: This is likely the most fascinating secret war I've really seen uh, in general, um, especially in the show. Through years of deception and, let's say, chess playing, I really don't know what they're going to reach. What will be the end of either the Packards, the Martells, the Eckards? And there's no real end game in sight or even like what they're trying to do with each other. I know that there have been issues between the Packards and the Eckards that they have kind of danced a little but beyond that eh? well it seems like Thomas Eckert's end goal a few years ago was to like blow up Andrew Packard
1: (laughs) so assuming that end goal would resume I I assume one of the sides wants to kill the other if not mutually well I guess we don't know for sure one day big one coming
0: up next Leland Palmer and Bob desperately missed and I wish there was more of an impact in the community the community (laughs) with Leland and Bob but Opposite of Laura Palmer, there's a there's a tension of knowing that someone that you knew, someone who was well acclaimed in the community and wears such a wide smile could commit such a crime and whether or not they believe in something more mystical or just may even doubt it. In fact, we went through Leland's funeral and I don't remember if I brought it up or not. But um, yeah, I don't know whether or not the twin the people of Twin Peaks know about a fair amount of his story like do they know about what happened with laura palmer and everything well they it would seem that the town knows that leland was the killer beyond that i don't know how much they know yeah, i don't I mean, think it's been very clear i don't i don't recall any discussions or anything talking about leland in that respect so that's why i was someone confused i suppose hmm. Do you wish the show had leaned more into that seriousness? Yeah, I think that I would love to see like an anti Laura Palmer situation where there is someone that someone could be potentially fearful for. What do you mean by anti Laura Palmer? Everyone seems to love Laura Palmer, despite all the horrible things that she did. I would like to see something of the opposite of that. Despite all the good things that uh, Leland had done around for, him, for the community, this aspect of Bob ended up clouding him and make him do a horrible (laughs) thing separate from him.
1: Just just imagining all of the town, (laughs) imagining the town, all the people just gathering around the, the grave of Leland Palmer booing at him,
0: (laughs) just (laughs) just spitting out one person jumps down and just like punches the overall casket as it descends. Oh man. Oh man. Um, James and Donna James and Donna, are probably more interesting outside of their own personal circle. And not only that, I think they are oftentimes better away from one another. James goes off and finds that fun little deceiving duo uh that we had a little bit of fun with. Meanwhile, Donna has a few scenes outside that I think just, just give her a chance to be a character, but Also, we get to see moments of her just like enacting her Laura Palmer facade. I don't like them together because their fondness for one another is just kind of like a small cover on some of the larger problems that they should be facing for themselves. I don't know what they believe love is, but it is kind of the very stereotyped idea of love that, oh, we're around each other and this love is beyond word, but Why do they love each other? Name three things that James and Donna have with one another that you can see a love with.
1: I mean, to be fair, I don't know if this is in James's defense or in his persecution, but James's whole rationale for Laura Palmer seems to be that she looked pretty. Because when when we get that flashback in season one where it's like, are you you know, why are you so happy? Is it because your hair is so soft and you smell good or whatever he says?
0: They're children. So like, I don't. They are children
1: hits yeah i mean james especially there's a, there's an there's an innocence here that's kind of like of the dumb kind like just <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> kind of unaware mm-hmm. um
0: harold smith and uh, the secret diary laura palmer's filled with secrets uh, not allowed to read them yet though perhaps harold had to face himself inside of the black lodge or faced an owl but still not convinced that he is dead because of himself Andy, Lucy, Dick, and Little Nikki. I don't know where this will go. It's it started with a little bit of just fondness for Lucy and just kind of be like, you know, Andy versus Dick in this all sorts of combat and two will win. But it feels like we just kind of like took a sharp right turn and started drifting when little Nikki came into the picture because now Andy and Dick have joined their sides in order to, to try to convict this small child of potential murder. And I'm not totally convinced that he is incapable of murder. Incapable or capable? Sure. Either way. Wait, do you think little Nikki has killed someone? Maybe. I'm not convinced away from it. <laughs> so you're glad Andy and Dick are on the case. No, no, I'm I'm again. It's like being in the car where the drifting has turned to the right. The adrenaline is currently going and I don't know how I feel. OK. Drive safe.
1: Oh, no. Uh,
0: Do you do you know where Bobby, Shelly and Leo are going? Uh, Leo is, uh, as I've said before, a force of nature, and I am excited for Hurricane Leo. There is no reasoning with that man. And whenever it comes to Bobby and Shelly, I don't I don't see anything lasting with Bobby unless he is willing to let go of advantages in his life he he still has that parasitic Mm -hmm. side that i've been seeing for quite some time so i'm curious on how that will go
1: are you rooting for them or pretty
0: in like apathetic about their relationship i am just kind of like sitting along like come on bobby get your stuff together um let's get going but other than that not too heavily invested other than what will leo do to them
1: okay okay and moving from bobby to his father major briggs Major
0: Briggs. He's going to be important. He has probably the most answers out of anyone. But I don't I I, I don't think I'm going to get any straight answers from him. I think that we're going to get waxing poetics and um, just vague ideas. And OK, the build bit just basically come around whenever he's needed. Major Briggs just reporting for duty. Have you have you liked his involvement so far in season two? He has a delivery and candor to them that I do enjoy his actor very much. What he has to say will weigh heavily on how I feel about him. And so far, other than the one strange episode that we spoke of where Rosenfeld was feeling a little bit off and we had more definitive of Leland being the killer, I think I've enjoyed him thus far and his strange scenarios.
1: All right. Alright. One-Eyed Jax and the Renault brothers.
0: John Renault was a surprise to me, and I thoroughly enjoyed him, and his last words couldn't have been better. I'm just hoping that they sit with Cooper for some time.
1: Okay. Alright. That was definitely under three sentences. Good job.
0: Yay! Dwayne, Dougie, and Lana Milford. Lana is another Laura Palmer. Other older men really are held onto her charm and ah nope. she is she is the third palmer she there's the maddie there is the laura and now there is the lana
1: do you believe it's actually the same soul or like a clone or like what's your theory
0: my theory is that whatever laura palmer had lana has as well um i don't believe that they're the same soul or anything like that but i do believe that there may be other people like laura palmer okay and The last one I have for you,
1: Professor, before we can move on to our future hypothesis. What have you thought so
0: far of Dale Cooper and Wyndham Earl? No, I'm not answering this question. And the reason why is because. Wow, (laughs) (laughs) I was nice
1: enough to prepare a list of questions and, and say them to you.
0: Listener, we watched the latest episode and we're taking some time away and we want to return back. My thoughts will come in that episode because I think that is very important with that context.
1: Okay, you're going to hook, hook the listener I'm, into
0: episode 21. I'm going to hook it. If they, I don't know if it'll live up to the hype, but it's important to be there.
1: All right. Well, speaking of importance, my next question was going to be, and still is going to be, which characters do you think are going to be important for the rest of season two so now we're into speculation professor you can go with what you want to have happen what you logically think will happen your intuition whatever decision making tools you want to use if you want to throw rocks at jars and have oven mitts on the rock, whatever you need to do tibetan method or no <laughs>
0: who's gonna matter there's not enough space in this department for the tibetan method of throwing rocks at random objects um as far as characters who are important i'm gonna stick to that one scene uh at the end of the leland is the killer section where we just give us good shot of bobby major briggs leo and if i'm not mistaken i think the log lady was there um yes just those ben be- was also there cracking nuts at the bar yeah, but he wasn't in that one shot. He left, so I think... <laughs> that, that
1: one shot, but he was still there. Yeah,
0: but now Ben is hardly there because he has basically mentally left the building. You could almost call that a little bit of a parallel where Ben is not quite there. Um, we ben, can make a joke
1: about the cracking of the nuts, but we're not going to. Continue. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yes, I think that these characters will play more importance as we um, press more time in them, and I think that Major Briggs has already shown a bit of that i think that leo has already shown a bit of that so yes i'm excited to see how these chess pieces move
1: so the main characters who are going to matter the most for the rest of season two you believe are dale cooper leo bobby major briggs and the log lady Did i understand that correctly
0: um and log lady
1: yes correct okay oh and truman truman was there too truman was there okay perfect So not necessarily who's going to be the most important, but of all the characters, who do you think is going to have like a happy ending by the end of season two and who is going to have some kind of unfortunate ending or at least very mixed?
0: I don't know how to necessarily answer that one because I don't know what will be the happiest case. Is it just blissfully unaware? Because I think that the way that things will go, I feel that, a lot of endings will end melancholic. I think that there's going to be a big event that will happen in Twin Peaks that is going to be headed by either uh, Cooper or Wind Merle All right. So I think that I'm still going to press
1: get- you on the question. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. So
1: like picking individual characters perhaps would help you. So you've mentioned Bobby being important toward the ending, and we know he's been in some personal turmoil. By the end of the show, do you think he's going to have a happy ending or an unhappy ending? I
0: feel that uh, we're going to lose Shelly by the end. Uh, Bobby's going to have to do some self-reflection and try to grow up a bit and try to be his own sense of support. All right, that's the kind of bold
1: predictions I wanted from you, Professor. Perfect.
0: (laughs) Uh, What about his father, the Briggs man? Briggs is also not... I don't see him making it into the return. I don't... I think that he also will be lost, whether it's going to be to the more mystical nature of Twin Peaks or something behaving against the mystical nature of Twin Peaks. So I don't think he's going to make it out either. So I'm
1: assuming is Leo going to be fine then? Or how's Leo doing if Bobby and Major Briggs aren't
0: doing so hot? Leo is also going to be playing into probably the more erratic nature of Twin Peaks, And he is going to be a big stepping stone in probably the larger events to come. So I think that Leo is going to be handled like a tool more than anything. In fact, going back to Briggs, I imagine Briggs may even impart something to Bobby uh, to hopefully rectify the situation or even maybe Cooper or Truman. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I I think that they're going to be involved in the next very large event. So
1: are there any remaining characters that you have a pretty good intuition or feeling about if they're going to have a happy ending or not? I'll just list some off to kind of jog
0: your mind here. Okay. Um, someone like Audrey. Audrey is going to be well enough, but I think that she will lose out in one way or another on Cooper. OK, OK. Uh, Nadine. Nadine is going to probably still be in somewhat of a different mental state, but she is going to live on in this second life, if you will. I think that the old Nadine has disappeared or died off, or however you want to say. I think that Mm -hmm. she might may have a mild recovery, but I don't see a full recovery. All right. Um, Ed and Norma by proxy. Ed and Norma, I feel, will have their time. I feel that they will have their chance for romance. Are there any other uh, fates you'd like to speculate on at this uh, time? The Log Lady, uh, while Norma is distracted with Ed, will be able to put her pitch on the wall as much as she wants. <laughs> is that a good ending or a bad ending? <laughs> hey, like, n- n- like I, the Log Lady was there, so that's probably her big old end. No, she's she's probably going to be as vague as usual. Um. All right.
1: Yeah, really. Outside of the Log Lady intros, if we didn't have those, you'd barely see her. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think she's. Ha- I don't think she's been in an episode. Oh man, I mean, at least since Leland was the killer, right? Maybe she was at the wake for that. I mean, Maybe she was there of the day episode. after, but. But again, the Log Lady <laughs> intros weren't in the original
0: version. Remember, like, if we were just looking at the episodes. But now we're in the definitive version. I mean, the original version, quote unquote, you could imagine being like. Um... Like Lord of the Rings before, like the additions got extended to their true forms. So, isn't the log? I, I think lady it's just debatable which is
1: the definitive version. <laughs> I, I would debate. Do we need to have David Lynch's complaining through the log lady for the definitive version? I'm not sure. I mean, I, I like the log lady intros more than I dislike them, but yeah, I, I think they're the original intent of the show, she wasn't in there much. Yeah, something to be said for that. Uh, Twin Peaks has a lot of weird spiritual things going on. We don't really exactly know like the nature of them necessarily at this time, but there's a lot of different topics we could talk about with more of the supernatural side. So less about the characters here and more about just the concepts and the the spirituality, the mysticism. I, I want some of your predictions and theories regarding some of the some of those. Okay,
0: first off, um, the owls. We'll never get a full answer for the owls. Overall, are an entity specific for Twin Peaks that might just be a general feeling, nature, or idea of good or evil or neutrality. Okay. Uh, the giant? The giant is
1: an owl. Is not an owl is or an is, an owl. Is, an owl. is an owl? Is an owl. Is an owl. The giant is an owl,
0: okay. The Bookhouse boys, the whole thing about there being darkness in the woods? Um. Don't. I, I think that just the idea of darkness in the woods, there is a truth to it, and the Bookhouse boys... Or probably a just a gang that once ended up trying to face it, whether it is very tangible or not. I don't know much of the Bookhouse Boys, but by the gods would I want to read like a scholastic books like kids series about <laughs> these kids.
1: Well, because we know that Truman, Ed, Hawk, they're part of that Bookhouse Boys. Mm-hmm. Hank used to be. Yep. I think James is, although I don't know if the membership extends to wherever he's at currently. Uh,
0: do you? I don't know if any girls are in the Bookhouse Boys. Are girls allowed in the Bookhouse Boys? I, I think that it's pretty. I think there's a good chance there's probably not any girls at the Bookhouse Boys, uh, just because we have not seen any idea towards that. And mm-hmm. I would say that from their social group, I don't think that we have any characters I can see hanging out with them in kid form. So. Maybe Norma as like a, a potential member, but beyond that, I can't think of anyone else joining the Bookhouse Boys at kid age. Why are we focusing on kid age? I'm kind of confused. Because I don't know how like the Bookhouse Boys plays into the adult age, other than that one time they caught Bernard. Okay, well, it's
1: implied that that's just the name. I mean, we've seen them be the Bookhouse Boys before as
0: adults that's where their little hand signal comes from yeah they still do that as adults they still do that because that carried on into adulthood but beyond that i don't see many people meddling in the affairs of the police um at the moment all right all right because really i mean it is the police plus the hurleys really it's basically the police (laughs) is andy part of it I don't think Andy's a part of it. I don't think so. Yeah, I think that Andy's excluded from it. I hope
1: I look forward to the the plot arc where Andy and Dick Tremaine form their own their own club. <laughs> <laughs> the anti little nikki squad. Mm-hmm. Big um, Nickies. Project Blue Book. Project Blue Book. Any theories on that?
0: Um from what I understand, there's just more so observation being done in Twin Peaks that might be akin towards potential more extraterrestrial flavor or just more so them looking into the strange mysteries. I think just the extension of project blue book is, uh, an overall area of mystery. I don't have enough information on. Do you think it's going to be expanded on much more in season two? I feel that it'll be a motivation for some, but as far as information to be given to the audience, I don't know what it is other than kind of Starting, put up the building blocks.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Along those lines, the Black Lodge and the White Lodge. Um, they uh, as far as the Black Lodge and White Watch, I imagine that they're going to get a lot of business around the wintry season. Um, it yes, the like Black Lodge and the White Lodge. the White Lodge, as you said. Yep. Yeah, it will be a great time because there are two peaks in Twin Peaks. Uh, probably one lodge is on one peak and one is on the other, and they're just great competitors against each other um so in all seriousness what do you think is going to happen with these lodges
1: are they are they physical place on the mountains like you just said are they spiritual places do they not even exist what is the what's their role what are they
0: well i believe they exist but also in the area of the metaphysical the spiritual i feel that they are only as much there as the owls are
1: okay so they're as there as the giant is for example yes Okay. Do you think in the season two we're going to see anyone go to the spiritual
0: lodge, either of them, either Either the black lodge or white lodge, uh, either of them? Um, I feel that we might get an appearance of probably one of the three strange residents we've come to know so far, or actually four, because we got Bob and Mike, we've got the man from another place, and we've got the giant. So I feel that. One of those characters will lead Cooper to the Black Lodge in order to have his soul sort of sorted out, um, as it were, to see if he can mm-hmm. eventually transcend to the point of the White Lodge. So I'm curious. on be that. as
1: cool as Major Briggs
0: supposedly is <laughs> be as no one can um, be as cool as Major Briggs. Do you Briggs. think
1: that Cooper is pure enough for the White Lodge? No.
0: No. OK. Did you want to expand on that or move on? I don't think that he is pure enough. There's again... A lot about Cooper I won't say, but I want to hold on to. But everything is not as it seems, and I think that there's more to Cooper's character and what he is holding back for himself, whether he is aware of it or not.
1: Okay. Um, The next on the list were a few of those entities you just mentioned. (laughs) We have the man from another place was the next one, and then also Bob and Mike. So kind of
0: those three, do you have any predictions beyond what you just said. I mean, we already have seen Bob potentially just being an owl. i um, pretty sure mm-hmm. that they're just entities that remain in Twin Peaks, whether it is from the general, whether they were entities before the overall people who had really emphasized their existence or not were even around, whether or not they are just beings based off of the spiritual nature of others i do not know like um like imagine twin peaks with the existence of something like bob mike uh the man from another place and giant but there's no people just imagine there's like wilderness creatures out there's no town built in twin peaks do you believe that there would just be like this rabid car- carnivorous like stag running out as um bob just like takes over the deer i also think it's kind of strange to think
1: about it, that ever since Leland Palmer died and and Bob was expelled from that body, uh, we have not seen Philip Gerrard, which you would think if you're, you know, Dale Cooper, you'd want to keep tabs on this man who we just occasionally keep tabs
0: on him. He got like <laughs> stuck inside of a room for a while, went off to the restroom. We never saw him until it was convenient. I just think that's kind of incredible that no one's asking,
1: hey, where do you think that man went who has connections to a supernatural entity that can detect evil spirits? Elp Gerard lives in the cracks of the timeline. Okay, okay. Uh, Mrs. Tremont and the magician grandson. I threw them in there even though we haven't seen them in an age, but I figured worth mentioning because they were a season two element. They'll
0: never Even exist if it was again. early season two. They're, they're never you think they're done? Back? They're done. What do you think was the point of them then? I think that... Again, the the boy bothers me in the respect that he is just a little well-dressed boy who can, like, transport cream corn.
1: Who looks like David Lynch. Who is like
0: David Lynch's son. (laughs) I I think that he is, um, I think he's an element of understanding that there are things that can manipulate other things behind the scenes. Such as being able to transport that cream corn, as strange as that sounds. Um, sure. I think that's Does the, the fact cream that, corn mean anything or is it just cream corn? <laughs> I think that I think cream corn was just it could have been anything. Cream corn was just the choice because it was on the dinner plate. Um fair enough. But the fact that like Mrs. Tramon just basically disappeared and there was just another woman living there, I don't see us returning to. So just another strange element of Twin Peaks. It's like there there's there's this point uh brought up by uh what's his name? Lebony Snicket. That has stuck with me for quite some time. And I can't remember which book it was. And But the line was along lines of. Introducing a gnome. To the story. When there was no gnome whatsoever. For just a sentence. Just to get the audience attention. And just kind of keep their eyes out for that gnome. It is. Kind of taking in something different. In the plot. Just to try to almost wake up or jostle the people watching to kind of keep looking, keep reading, keep their attention on. Okay. The the last one I have on this list is kind of a strange
1: one. I normally could see someone not arguing this as a spiritual thing, but uh, Professor, you had a lot of theories and ideas about Laura Palmer and Maddie Ferguson yep. and and the idea that, you know, the hashtag Laura wasn't dead sort of idea. Uh, I'm wondering, looking forward into the future, do you see any sort of spiritual elements regarding Laura
0: and or Maddie? I do. I see that there is opportunity to bring them a little bit more back, especially since we saw uh, Laura Palmer in the strange red curtain room. There is a curiosity. I'm still convinced, though, that those people were not as they seemed because Maddie was definitely just someone very strange with their interaction and their overall speech
1: so and also lana you've mentioned as being a third iteration yes so what do you think if you had to you know throw a dart at the wall right now what do you think is going to be the involvement of laura and maddie for the rest of season two
0: i don't think that there's going to be a physical involvement i think that their overall impact will just reverberate through other characters and perhaps Mm -hmm. that that outside influence might see them in a little bit of a second incarnation i'd say even in an idea of if we were to think of the white lodge as a place of ascendance perhaps they may live on in there
1: okay do you think laura palmer is pure enough for the white lodge
0: Purity comes in all sorts of forms. I think that the in whole- the cocaine, <laughs> in, the <laughs> in the cocaine, the, sense. she had the purest cocaine, man, and so she was able <laughs> pure to pure as ascend. white snow. Yep. <laughs> don't don't do cocaine. I, th- I think that there's always that sense that people misconstrue the idea of purity as always being something good. It is something kind. It is something good. There is something unlike, uninvolved with it that. M- Darker natures can reach out to it. But I feel that purity comes in all sorts of forms. It might be just the thinnest sense of purity in which one may not know their full actions because they are fully unaware. They are untouched by other people. Meanwhile, there can be a sense of purity that one behaves in a way that others may somewhat disagree with, but their more headstrong nature keeps them going down a path because they are uninhibited by the outside world. There is a sense of purity that can be joked about, like uh, bringing up something like Dragon Ball. I remember the idea of like, oh, no, you in order to go Super Saiyan, you have to be pure. And then Vegeta, either in a bridge or on a bridge. I remember the joke was, oh, yes, I am pure, pure evil. So, (laughs) yeah, I, I think that it. I think that it's good to question what purity means if we do see Laura Palmer in this context, if it does come to be inside the White Lodge, because I don't believe I have all the answers for that yet.
1: What you just said, I think, is really fascinating. Um, I kind of want to pick your brain a bit more at that, if you don't mind. It's not it's it. not
0: on my scheduled question list, but
1: <laughs> go for it. So what I, if, I, if I'm understanding you correctly, your idea is that the White Lodge represents purity and the Black Lodge represents impurity but that those words of purity and impurity are not synonymous with good and evil. No, I think that's rather purity is, is purity. It sounds like is more, uh, simplicity and and inconsistency is Mm -hmm. what it sounds like you're saying. Would that mean that the black lodge being impurity would be people who are very conflicted or have sort of, um, ulterior motives or, What exactly constitutes the Black Lodge, then? The Black Lodge. Is Vegeta, is Vegeta White Lodge or Black Lodge? Is what I'm
0: asking. Oh, he's definitely White Lodge. Um, Jokes aside on that. The Black Lodge, I feel, is a point of having to face a portion. If I'm not mistaken, I think that there were lines along the side. I'd have to go back into my notes, but it was the idea having to face yourself. And I believe that the Black Lodge is meant to have people stay at in order to sort of either have people face themselves or indulge in these more impurities. Whether they choose to live with these impurities or not is going to be up to the person. And I think that when they do give those away, leave those behind, that is when they are no longer quite as welcome in this idea of a black lodge. It is something only meant to be there to help the people either grow or kind of fester. So Um, it's more of a purgatory than a hell. Very much like a purgatory. It kind of reminds me of (laughs) all sorts of media I'm bringing up. Um, Actually, you know what? I, I won't say. I think that that gives too much away. Um, Okay. No, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine.
1: I don't want to belabor this too much, but I'm going to throw out like one random name and I just want to see if they're a White Lodge or a Black Lodge candidate, okay? <laughs> I'm just curious, okay? okay? Don't read into this too much unless you want
0: to. Uh, Dr. Jacoby. Uh, is Dr. Jacoby White Lodge or Black Lodge? I'm going to say this, and I know that you're excited for these ideas. Um, I think that every single person that is currently still alive... Is likely to face the Black Lodge. I think that okay. you're going to have to really like try to hit a nail in coffin uh, in order for me to say White Lodge. Um, okay, someone like Andy is still Black Lodge for you. Yes.
1: Okay. Um, just to, just a question that you... Uh, Major Briggs said he went to the White Lodge or thinks he did.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you think he's mistaken? I think that if he didn't make his way to the full White Lodge, he may have made his way past the door. I don't. I don't know enough about Briggs to say whether or not he was at the White Lodge, but I think he's a good candidate for being met with the White Lodge. I think that he is someone who is very in tune with his values, that is very rarely compromised with himself. And so White
1: Lodge equals like harmony,
0: is essentially what I'm getting. like Harmony that, within the self. I think that there is an aspect to that for some who would be able to access the White Lodge. So yes, in hmm. Briggs' case. Okay, I think Pete when he's fishing, then maybe (laughs) Pete when he's fishing can transcend. If if Pete just fishes (laughs) for the rest of his life. (laughs) That is his personal White Lodge, (laughs) I would think.
1: There's fish in the White Lodge. (laughs) So this is a question I know you you probably don't want to answer. I know that you like to let the show run its course and you don't like to guess as much about what ifs. I, I love to guess about what ifs. You and I are just different in that way. But but I have to ask, like, if season two is going to, like, have a good ending for you, if it's going to satisfy you, what are some things it should do or shouldn't do just for you, for what you think Twin Peaks needs to be or should be? Give me some things to work with here.
0: You're going to hate me for this answer. Uh, (laughs) The show has to be whatever it needs to be. I don't want to go onto a train and think to myself that this is the destination I need to make my way to. I think that that's the funny part. Uh, a narrative metaphysical train is versed with the physical train. Obviously, physical train. I want to get where I'm going and I want to go to the destination I expect. But when I'm on a ride for the train, I take in the surroundings. I take in the sights. I walk around from car to car, uh, get to know the people, if you will. And I want it to be that if I get to my final destination, Whether it be disappointing or a grand adventure, I don't like setting myself up with any real expectations. And especially when it comes to Twin Peaks, because I truly don't know what to expect. I think that I can still point out flaws in the writing. I think that there's still merit in me saying, after I've gotten where I have been, that Leland leaving so soon is a sad thing but i won't want the narrative to shift on my will or go in a direction of my will.
1: Well, it's a good thing professor the show's already been written and recorded. It's very good that you <laughs> do- <laughs> it won't just magically change according
0: to your will. But not to me. Like there <laughs> i think that fair. there's th- i think there's something whenever someone goes into a new media especially whenever not quite spoiled that you do go on the ride as if it were being played. Maybe you're watching in faster succession than anyone else. But it is wholly new. It is not there yet because it doesn't exist in my mind. It is very much a Schrodinger's cat of ideas and concepts and story. Then I guess I can pivot it in
1: one other way, and I'll see if, if you'll you'll bite this, this uh, worm <laughs> on the hook, to use the Pete Martell metaphors here. But uh, Twin Peaks has several different genres and styles we've seen it go from like soap opera to surrealism to downright horror to drama to crime investigation are there certain genres you would like to see more of or less of by the end
0: Mm. that is very much skirting on the idea Mm. because like for
1: example let's say that the soap opera angle were to completely leave Would you be satisfied with that?
0: I don't know. I think that I would prefer that if that is where this train is going, I would prefer it to continue on what it feels is the best course. I'm being led by a conductor, a director, if you will. Several. Several. (laughs) Um, And there is a bias in me because when I do want to engage in media, there will be at least a starting idea or point I want to get into. A mystery is just a generally big one to go into. I like things with an overlying mystery. But if they drop the mystery and keep going forward, I rarely have any shows that I ever stop committing to um, unless it gets egregious to the point that I need to jump out of the cart. And I have not felt I needed to jump out of the train car yet. (laughs) So that's good well there's always the
1: possibility that like a new character could get introduced and maybe that'll be the final straw that breaks the camel's back <laughs> do, do you think we're going to get more new characters and if so
0: how many uh whatever however many episodes that we got um multiply that like by four because whenever we get <laughs> whenever we get a new character it seems that we never get just one new character we've got to get you like a package have 36 deal. new
1: characters yep you gotta get 36 new characters <laughs>
0: Uh, it, it's it's almost just entertaining. Like I I imagine like there some shows would want to go for a drip feed, but no. Uh, they give us the full water bottle and start opening up the cap and just pouring it everywhere, and I love it. If we get those hypothetical
1: thirty six new characters, <laughs> how many of them do you think are going to matter?
0: Three. Three. I think that all so of them three will matter new to characters a point. Matter. I think all of them will matter to a point, but. I think that the one that will matter most that will impact Twin Peaks heavily will be three. very interesting. The Trinity of new characters. <laughs> so you do
1: know uh, one spoiler is that Twin Peaks, you know, comes back that there is Twin Peaks the return. yes. I know some some fans like to call it season three.
0: I'll leave you to that decision when you get there, what do you want to call it. i'm I'm strongly on the side of being called the return. Uh, season three is the welcome to Twin Peaks guide uh, that I have on my bookshelf. That is the official <laughs> season three.
1: Sure, sure. Of course. Of <laughs> course. So, you know, it's going to come back like 25 years later. Yeah. What does that change about your expectations going in? Like knowing that it, it has enough room to come back, but come back like decades later.
0: Does that shape what you think is going to happen in season two? How or how not? um it doesn't really shape too much i think that there is i if whenever it comes to where it's a mystery of a place there's usually more to work with it's like playing with the idea of a series of cryptids like um say for example the scp foundation always having more ideas that you can play with as long as it it is in with the general logic of the world um and you can make all sorts of strange and horrifying things from that. As wonderful
1: far- and strange creatures, you might say.
0: Indeed, and I don't think that Twin Peaks is necessarily fully limited by its own rules and logic. I think that we can jump back into the strangeness of Twin Peaks, get some more answers, but I don't believe that there will be things fully answered. I do not believe the Log Lady in that respect how would you feel if they were fully answered i again i don't believe that they can i think that when you answer a question it can lead to a route but i feel that more than anything they spider web and all you need is enough pressure for those spider webs to continue and go and span out i'm thinking of like cracks in it cracks in like glass
1: yes that's like, exactly. where you put pressure you said spider webs. When you push a spider web, it doesn't start cracking along. <laughs> <laughs> you just poked a spider web. I mean, don't be
0: spiders, man. They're pretty cool, but I don't think you've tried it yourself. Um,
1: I know I'm I'm creeped out by spiders. I'm not beautiful a creatures,
0: and I will not have uh, this stand. But
1: I mean, that really raises questions about your standards of beauty.
0: <laughs> imagine a crack in the glass, and things spider webbing in that respect. And I think that that is the best way I can say. For ideas of mystery to ever live on, I've never seen an instance in which everything has ever been answered, and I've still had questions in which I do not believe we'll be picking up by the end. Um, when it comes to either people or scenarios or places or things, can we get? Okay, I have a question. It's not on the list, but it's ex, it's extremely difficult. I, I think that these this is a fun theme. Uh, just going off the script or going off going off the list. <laughs> we're going so, we're going rogue
1: this question can i go like extremely semiotic for a moment go for it like it's ex- ex- extremely like unnecessarily oh, what's the word i'm looking like a good word for this spider <laughs> unnecessarily spider <laughs> for just a moment <laughs> right almost semantic here um You've watched twenty one episodes of the Twin Peaks at this point, roughly, sure, sure, and you know that you know that there's you know a good amount left. there's a movie, there's nine episodes of this show, then a movie, there's going to be eighteen parts of the return, there's books there's all this stuff we're We're like barely ha- like almost halfway done with this journey, Yay. right So much media out there uh, yeah exciting after this amount, I want to know what is Twin Peaks in the sense of. It's been so many different genres, and you've said, like, you don't want to pigeonhole what the future is going to be. At which, what point does it change so much that it wouldn't be Twin Peaks? What is the core of Twin Peaks? Because, like, you ever heard of the ship of Theseus? No. It's this idea, it's a thought experiment, where if they have this ship made out of wood and it's being put in a museum, and every year when the wood starts to rot or need to get replaced, they replace a piece of the wood. After every piece of the wood has eventually been replaced with new wood, is it still the same ship anymore, right? The it's that ship? you have incremental change. The same ship, yeah. So <laughs> my question for
0: you, Professor, is what is Twin Peaks? Where Where is that line for you? I don't. I don't believe in that sort of line. I think that if I were to go into that thought experiment, if I replace every piece of wood in a ship, though, some would be much harder than others. I think that there is a very specific part to the ship that if broken or taken apart, it basically ruins the ship. (laughs) But um, what part is
1: that? (laughs) I I think it's like
0: that big one at the bottom of this, like the one that goes from like the overall tip to tip of the ship. So if that got replaced,
1: bottom. it's a different ship at that point?
0: Uh, you can't really put all the pieces back together without, like, damaging a lot of the pieces because then you are building a new boat, but you're also building it in the image of something else. And in turn, is that a new ship or a separate ship? I mm-hmm. think that change is inevitable. Changes will happen. And especially whenever it comes to a mystery, there'll be shifts in an overall idea that will change the game For the viewers or the characters within. And whenever it comes to Twin Peaks, it's not just a city in some place in which um, is in the mountains somewhere, possibly Washington State. There is a quality to Twin Peaks that lets the mind wander in those ideas of emotion, in those ideas of the spiritual that just linger in fascination. I don't think that you can be stuck with necessarily the same thing in which it is going to be wholly Twin Peaks without the people who are involved in Twin Peaks affecting that spiritual and emotional nature. Because those inherently are probably the most malleable things in a narrative, in our own lives. I think that those things are up to the people behind them. So whether you have certain writers, whether you have certain creators, whether you have certain directors, whether you have different viewers, go into Twin Peaks. I feel that there will be enough for someone to walk back out with something generally. No, genuinely, not generally, genuinely theirs. And that's why I'm personally having a great time with Twin Peaks. Even if I do end up getting a little disappointed or get any bits frustrating with Leland, I still feel that my times at Twin Peaks is something fascinating enough that I don't mind exploring more on things like how people talk about them, how different writers feel about Twin Peaks, and what people do with the general area and if i'm not mistaken you said that the return seems to be mainly handled by david lynch uh are there more sporadic uh like directors like we currently have right now where there's different handlings with different episodes or does it seem more predominantly held by david lynch or do you want to hold on to that
1: i don't think it's a spoiler for the story to just mention um the production credits It is written and directed by David Lynch, all 18 parts on his own.
0: Then I am very fascinated because then we get to gaze more into the David Lynch view of Twin Peaks and what that might necessarily mean. And coming back to the original Twin Peaks, seeing episodes directed by him and otherwise not him. Would be a generally fun dive for this very amorphous emotional journey
1: that was beautifully well spoken professor Thank um i I do want to add a little caveat to what i was saying is that there is a lot of uncertainty and and different viewpoints as far as how much mark frost was involved with the return i have not read there's a book out there it's called conversations with mark frost i've heard it's really really good but i have not read it myself and i know that there is some um Information there regarding Mark Frost with the with the return. but I, I guess my my layman's understanding is that David Lynch had pretty much sole uh, final cut on the return. and Mark Frost, in turn, had almost sole final cut on his two books. So mm. if you want to look at a David Lynch version and a Mark Frost version separately, Those are why we're going to look at both kind of in conjunction. Uh, I think the books are important in that regard in that one is David Lynch without Frost and one is Frost with David Lynch Mm. for the most part. But Mm. this is also thinking, is the David Lynch of 2017 the same David Lynch as 1990? (laughs) How much does a person change over, you know, 27 years? Yeah. So even when we say it's David Lynch, I mean, is it the same David Lynch? Is it the same Mark Frost?
0: Um, Fascinating, fascinating thoughts. I appreciate them. Mm -hmm. It's a return in more ways than one because it's also David Lynch returning to it all. So, oh, that's fascinating. For sure. For sure.
1: My my last question here, and I I want you to put forward an answer, even if it is a complete and total spitball. And it doesn't mean you it's necessarily the only way it has to happen. But in your mind's eye, if you're just throwing the rock at the jar right now, what does the final season of season two of Twin Peaks look like? The How does this series of end? Season two, for twenty-five season years. Two. No, the final. Did I say final scene? I meant to <laughs> you say. You did. You built it. Did up I say that. the world be words. <laughs> okay, if you're if you were to imagine in your mind's eye the final scene of scene
0: two, <laughs> what do you imagine is going to be scene the idea? of scene two? Did I say it wrong again? Yes! No. So at the end of scene two, you see, uh, of oh, Twin no. Peaks, okay. it happens in which, like, the like Hi. Laura Palmer is found uh, inside of a bag. I think it ends pretty blatantly that way.
1: Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: in the final scene of season two yes. of Twin Peaks, we the do. original run, yes, what do you imagine is going to be the ending of this show That's going to pause for 25 years.
0: Cooper, in one way or another, is going to be saying goodbye to Truman. And I think that there will be at least a little bit, again, that melancholic motion that I mentioned before, in which everyone themselves has to take a little bit of introspection and potentially face themselves in their own personal black lodges. Um probably not seen on screen, but more so the general idea of having a conflict not only with oneself, but potentially something bigger with a community. So I, I think that there's gonna be layers to it that will just play off in that lovely Angelo Bottomenti tone where things will be left unspoken. It's just going to be things left for the viewers to see in the eyes of the people they've gotten to know for so long. All right.
1: Well, professor, thank you very much for taking time out of your day to answer these questions and to join me in hypothesizing. I look forward to seeing and hearing your responses to the rest of the episodes Mm -hmm. coming up soon. Same here. Again, we will be uploading our next episode in January. Uh, From there, we, Hope, fingers crossed, to continue uploading an episode every other weekend on Sundays, as we have in the past. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep, I'm looking forward to having Khalil back in the studio when um, we are all very well safe. Um, and, with... and please, listeners, stay safe out there. I don't Absolutely. know, you know, wherever
1: you're at, you may or may not have a lot of concerns with COVID. You might be listening to this years from now, and you it's not even a thing anymore, oh. or the world's ended. One yep. of the two, but <laughs> but— but but regardless, you know, stay safe, and uh, if you want to know what's going on with us, if you want to keep tabs on when our episode is coming up, we're going to hold off on giving more updates like this. If the apocalypse happens and our next episode isn't until February, this is going to be our last update probably for a while, right? Yeah. So the- what I'm just going to say now is if you want to know what's going on with us,
0: follow us on Twitter. Check out our Twitter, please. That is the best place to find out information. Yep. Cleo uh, runs it mainly. So if you guys also just want to be entertained and poke his brain as well, uh, feel free um, in the meantime, because once we do get back together, uh, we are still hoping for that nice little January schedule. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing you get seeing you guys again, you know, uh, getting to know you, getting to know everything about you. I'm not going <laughs> to I'm know not gonna sing. I'm not going to sing.
1: Uh, that's very ominous to hear that over the recording
0: we we should have we should have made the intro you know the leland to uh you were the leland and i was the le uh, that you were the benjamin horn and i was the leland you know just dragging you into music
1: um we could have but we didn't we didn't and now it's never gonna happen uh our twitter by the way i was hoping professor would say it our twitter handle is snake eye dreams one that is the numeral one not the Roman numeral one because that would just be an eye. I mean, a snake
0: we do, eye. We already have an eye. Maybe we should have done that. Now you have me no. regretting.
1: <laughs> snake eye dreams. Eye. <laughs> yes, it's two eyes because snakes have two eyes. They traditionally do. Uh, some do not. Don't try to pigeonhole every snake into having two eyes. I mean, yes, yeah, snake one does have an eye snakes patch. are valid. <laughs> <laughs> eye patch snakes are valid. Pirate snakes are valid.
0: Pirate snakes are valid. (laughs) Take care, everyone. Have yourselves a fantastic holiday. Bye. And I'm going to click the button.